Hello and welcome to the Thursday episode of the 905er podcast and the weekly roundup. My name is Roland Tanner. I am Joel McLeod. And this week we're talking about the chicken... Backboneless Howard of a premier <laughs> who went to war with the teachers last week. He said he didn't go to war with teachers. He went to war work with uh, with education uh, workers, the QP, um, uh, and um, uh, and did so using uh, the you know the extreme nuclear option of the notwithstanding clause. And today he announced that. You know, well, he's such a nice guy. He decided that he wasn't going to use any of those things, and he was going to roll it all back, just as long as QP were nice. Um, so, another masterstroke from from Doug Ford, Joel. What do you think? It it, it, stu- it stuns me at how inept this Tory government ultimate, ultimately is. Um, I, I suspect somewhere in their haste to do a deal, they they don't want to. Uh, they 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 hate unions to their core. I know that there's a number of unions, private sector unions that endorse them. Uh, we mentioned Leona, Leona before and a couple others. Well, because, you know, they were going to promise they were going to give them all these nice jobs and, and training centers and all that stuff. And that's all good and wonderful. But at the core, um, conservatives hate unions. There's not a, I, I've never met a conservative government at any, anywhere in the world that was pro union i don't see why this one would be any different and this one isn't that's the thing they they wanted to they thought they could go in and they thought they had the upper hand because of covid they thought they could uh uh you know parents were tired of the virtual learning that they're tired of the homeschooling and, and all that stuff so they said okay we can put the pressure now and get a really good deal on on a on a on the wage on wages and keepy said uh no not having it now Ironically, I think Ford probably could have won this argument if he just stuck with his guns and waited out a strike by QP and eventually public sentiment probably would have turned towards him to solve the, the issue. But someone around him, and again, Doug Ford isn't smart enough to realize the consequences of his actions or understand the, 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 the dangerousness of using the notwithstanding clause. My bet is some 20 something staffer said, Hey, it's this thing called the notwithstanding clause. We can just do what we want. We invoke the clause and they have to do it. They have to deal with it. And they all said, yeah, great. Do it. Stevie, Steve, Mr. Lecce, write up the bill. Let's, let's do it. And that's the thing is you, you ask anyone in this province, they might've been on the fence about the negotiations. They might not be happy with QP getting 11%. Fair enough. That's a, that's a legitimate concern I, I would say that people could have but where everybody said no this is too far you do not invoke the notwithstanding clause to get away get away with it because man oh man did he wake a, he woke a sleeping giant the the labor movement has been mobilized like i have never seen it in ever in this province at least not in my lifetime i've never seen uh the labor movement uh mobilize every union is up in arms now and they're 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 they know okay we, we they can like there was talk there's talk of an actual general strike going to happen uh in a week's time if things didn't change there was talk of okay unifor uh was talking about going on a on a general strike in solidarity with qp 
uh, there, were the, there were a number of unions from Quebec coming down the 401. They were going to come in march in solidarity with, uh, with keeping like they, there were, there were protests out in Alberta, you know, protesting Doug Ford's use of the notwithstanding clause for this. Like he, he kicked over a huge hornet's nest and he was, I, I, I honestly think he just, he honestly thought he was going to get, get away with it. He thought that, oh, everybody must think like me on this. And he didn't realize like, no. Again, Doug, you only have 17% of the population of Ontario backing you in this in this fight. The rest of us are at best would be lukewarm to the negotiation deal. But we all know the value of our rights. And they said you got to negotiate with with uh with QP. Now and I he, that's the thing is going forward, like Doug Ford blinked. He blinked hard. He he is he showed his hand and he lost. He was hoping to like get a precedent going forward for every future labor negotiation that he has to deal with. Not like he still has to deal with all the teachers' unions going forward. Um, you screwed up, big Dougie, because they all looked at it and said, "Yep, what, what, what are you going to come? What, you're going to have to come back with us with a fair, fair deal or better, uh, unless you want to uh, you want us to, to to clog up the 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 machine again." Like Doug, Doug has really screwed up on this one. Well, yeah, I wonder if he's woken the sleeping giant. I mean, the union movement, not just in Canada, but around the world, uh, certainly in the English-speaking world, has been, well, a sleeping giant let's say, for, for, for a couple of decades. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it rarely really flexes its muscles. And when it has done, we've seen back-to-work legislation um, from multiple governments which again, I, I don't think is right. I don't think it should have been used by any government. Um, and then now to sort of go even further than that. Um, I mean, but you know, as far as the PCs were were concerned, this this they had precedent that they could get away with this kind of stuff. I was like, you know, I mean, Rob Ford. Sorry, Rob Ford. My God, Doug Ford. Uh, likes to talk a tough game. Uh, yeah, he's always talking a tough game. He is not tough in the least when no. push comes to shove. He backs down faster than anything. We saw it with uh, the issue of amalgamation. Um, we saw it when he got booed um, at that event in Toronto back in the oh, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, it was like, uh, you know, he does not like being unpopular. Uh, he has no backbone. Mm. He has no, you know, the person who got me into politics in my youth was Margaret Thatcher in Britain. And she got me into it because I despised everything she stood for. So I'm not going to sit here and praise her now, but I will say that she, <laughs> she, she was there for the for the long run. She destroyed the uh, the miners' unions in in Britain. She destroyed all the unions, really. She she you know she made them too scared to to strike because they were scared they they might lose. Um, and, and Doug's done exactly the opposite. Where he's like, oh yeah, if we all make enough of a noise, we're gonna scare this little bunny rabbit back into his burrow. Um, so yeah, I mean and. Much more importantly, and we're going to come on to this later in the episode, there's a whole lot of other things happening in the province um, that are really, really important in the last few days. I mean, this is the core of this this uh, parliament, if you like, of this, of this government, is everything that's happened between Friday and as we're recording this on Monday. Uh, it's all about development. It's all about municipalities. Yeah. It's all about 
the province unreasonably overruling, uh, democratically, properly done, properly considered uh, uh, municipal th- uh, municipal decisions, uh, treating decent, hardworking, not particularly well-paid working people like QP employees uh, working in education, working on 39 to 40,000 a year, uh, screwing those people over and pretending that somehow that they're being unreasonable and that they're somehow scrounging, having come through COVID on the front line uh, with with the children. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's hopefully that the union, one of the unions have also shown us is what we need to do as a population now to face down this government and not to wait for a better government to come along in maybe four years, maybe eight yeah. years. We can't wait. We can't, we can't trust the Ontario Liberals or the NDP or the Greens to have the backbone themselves because, you know, the one organ, the, the, well, the organizations I can point to that have not made Doug Ford back down on anything are those other parties. They have been dreadful so far. And unless they, something miraculous starts to happen, I don't see any change coming that way soon. So it needs to come from from we the people, really, you know. And well, you know, something we said we said in a in previous episodes. Uh, hint, hint. People, go check out the back catalog. You'll find some uh, some nifty uh, tidbits of enlightenment there. But uh, something we said is like you, we the, the always the assumption was, oh, we'll have to put up with this for four years, then we'll vote in vote in a new government and they'll, they'll replace it somewhat. And I would argue that. No, that 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 model has gone the way of the dinosaur. Um, it's people are looking. People will take actions to their own hand, and they'll do it. You know, peace in a peaceful, democratic way. Like hey, technically, what QP did, I guess, technically was illegal. Like by striking against the notwithstanding clause, it was illegal. However, it was a justified. Uh, uh, breaking of the law like they, they they were it was they were they were marching they were striking for their civil their civil rights their their rights to collective bargain uh to express themselves and yeah. to or, organize and that's that's the thing that's the power of democracy is that you're right like we have to go this government clearly shows it does not care about the rules it does not care about the law it does not care about um it does not care about our feelings it doesn't care about us we we aren't what this government cares about. This government cares about money. This government cares about business. This government cares about big business, not even the small ones. It cares about the big business interests that run this province. They are on their side, clearly. We're on our own on this, people. We always have been from the get-go. The lucky thing is our numbers are far greater than theirs. And we've we've seen improve. Like hat, hats off to keep every QP member who marched. You know, you showed what you can do when you just say, I'm mad as heck and I'm not going to take it anymore. You brought this government to its knees and brought them back to the table, kicking and screaming. Good for you. My hat's off to you. The rest of us are going to have to probably take some lessons and learn what you guys did and and apply it to, I, you know, we'll talk about it later in the episode, but there are, are many, many more fights out there that we just got to say enough's enough. We cannot wait for another government to come into power to fix it and lord knows just say no doug we're not we're not going to let you break it anymore it's not yours to break it's ours you're the caretaker get it together well let's take a quick break 
pretty soon in this episode and then come back because uh, we need to talk next about the green belt and the um the uh, boundary expansion votes that hamilton and uh halton took and this is the next step in this conversation i mean it's really one big topic today but it's covering an awful lot of ground and uh after the break we're going to talk about that and welcome back um and yeah. Uh, so we're talking about the green belt. Let's buckle up, baby. Yeah. That's, that's my bad green belt pun. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Late on Friday, yes. all sorts of major announcements came out of this government. Late on Friday. If anybody went, uh, watched The West Wing, you remember one of the early episodes, I think, in the first series, on the ser- first, um, yeah, first year of it, was called Tra- Take Out the Trash Day. And it was uh, about how governments. Um, announce things they don't really want people to know about late on a Friday afternoon uh, because, that, because you know all the news folk are going away for the weekend, people are thinking about other things, they just want to get home and watch the television, whatever. So out came the announcement that, A, the, the promise that Doug made not to touch the green belt, guess what, that promise wasn't worth jack. Um, they're touching all over the green belt. And they're, well, we're just going to move the green belt to some to more appropriate places. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a thing that can happen. Um, you know, the, the entire uh, point of the green belt is where it is, is important to preserve the biodiversity and the, the, the sense of ecological nature of where it is. That's why the green belt is where it is. It's not just a random feature. And part and parcel of of that same process was the announcement, as predicted by us, as predicted by others, but but certainly, you know, no surprise whatsoever. It didn't stop it feeling like an absolute kick in the stomach when when you read it, that the democratic, properly done decisions of Hamilton uh, Council and also of Halton Regional Council. Uh, representing the best part of a million voters or, or more. I, I don't know. I can't work out the sums. Uh, uh, we're just being thrown in the garbage as well. And that the promise is like, nope, we don't give a shit. You know, you, all your planning doesn't count for anything. Well, You're going to build on your white belt come hell or high water. But, and yeah, actually, I, th- I, th- I think it's sort of just to recap to listeners who might, who, again, who might not be familiar, but this is, this is a great story is that. So, Hamilton was debating, it was an honest to God debate, a fair debate on whether or not to expand their urban boundary. There were counselors on both sides of the argument and they were, it was a lively debate. Now here's where it gets interesting is a grassroots organization of everyday citizens, small businesses all get together and they start putting their energy, their, their resources and their, their energies into making their opinions known. And they say, this matters to us. This Our vote will matter on this, what you decide to do on this topic. And here's the great thing. City council listened. They, they listened and they said, okay, well, let's, let's hear your arguments. And they listened to it and they took it to heart. And you know what? City council listened to the people. This is everything about this decision by Hamilton City Council. I know we did, the previous council, we took them to task on a number of things. This was one thing that they did right. They listened to the people and the people made an art articulated, educated argument on why they did not want that boundary moved. City council listened to it and they voted to keep the boundary where it was. They did not expand it. It was a democratic process through and through, start to finish. It was what you want to see, a vigorous debate, both sides putting forward arguments. And in the end, 
city council listened to the people, the will of the people. And they said, let's not move. The objective was we're going to infill all those old buildings that need to be renovated, that need to be redone in downtown Hamilton, redo those first, get people living there first, revitalize the downtown first. Then we can look at expanding into the into the white belt. And just let's be clear about something, you know, that decision wasn't that decision was completely in line, completely consistent with everything that Promise has been asking municipalities to do uh, for the last almost 20 years. Uh, we're getting very close to 20 years now since since the mm-hmm. Places to Grow Act. So basically for that whole time, all parties, all parties, all governments, whether liberal or PC, have said we need intensification. We need to focus on our downtowns. We need to not just keep on sprawling. We need to be, we need to, you know, we need, we need intensification. Everybody said that. I can point to, to miles and miles of text that came out of this government after 2018 saying exactly that same thing. I can point to a million miles of, of documents written by developers, uh, very well-known developers in this province saying exactly the same thing. It's like, well, we need to build downtown because you don't want us building out on, on, on the green belt and the white belt, do you? So, you know, let's make sure you just give us an easy ride in the downtowns. All fair arguments. And now all of a sudden it's like, nah, you know what? Yeah, we do want them to build downtown and we want them to be able to build anything they want downtown, by the way, uh, and basically have no limits on it. And also we're going to build uh, build and sprawl and and keep on the terrible, dreadful, disastrous, counterproductive development we've done in this province for the last 50 years so that we can keep on ruining it, so we can keep on making it one big sprawling nightmare of a 905 region. Um, and, you know, we have to fucking stop them. Um, I, you know, I know this isn't a very journalistic talk, turn of phrase, but every municipality declared a climate emergency four years ago. Um, and and I, don't, I don't hold much of a light for those. I thought it was, uh, you know, they were, it's window dressing, but it, it, it you know, and I, I've done a small amount of work with, with, with councils in the UK where they, they actually mean it when they talk about climate emergency. And you see the huge kind of weight that goes behind that decision when councils actually mean it when they talk about climate emergency and making changes. And, and the 905 councils certainly did not mean it. Um, nevertheless, they made those declarations. Uh, the public have made it clear that they do not want uh, boundary expansion, either in Hamilton or Halton, or I'd imagine most other areas of the 905. Uh, and that's democracy in action. Uh, and, you know, th- this nonsense about the province just treating municipalities with absolute contempt of, of ignoring the, the, the votes, the democratic decisions of this level of government, uh, it's got to stop. They've got to learn the damn lesson. They've got to learn the same damn lesson they just learned from the unions. Is that is that this is the way it's done for a reason, and well, you know if 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 sure if if municipalities are, are completely out of line with what the province is trying to do, sure the province has ultimately some kind of a veto uh, over municipalities, is but that the, it's some the, kind of a veto ultimately in the same way that the federal government ultimately has some kind of a veto over the provinces is very rarely used. We need to take into account though that this. This violation, this breaking of his promise not to touch the green belt, is telling because I mean, no, nobody in the public was 
this was not a debate that was that was happening anywhere. This was something um, that, quite frankly, I think developers are pushing uh, because it's it's open land to develop on. Again, the one thing that we've talked about again many times in this podcast is it's easier to just pave over a farmland, put up a new subdivision of McMansion homes that are inherently unaffordable. It's not affordable housing that we're building. It's just housing. That and that's something like you want to say. Like, the, the argument that the government is putting forward is, well, we need to build here because that's going to bring housing prices down. No, it's not, because the housing that they're going to build there is not affordable housing. It's not cheap housing to to build there. It's going to be those big sprawling McMansions that none of us can afford, that are just going to drive up housing prices. Because here's the thing: those developers, the reason why they want to build there is because it's cheaper for them to build there. Right now, housing costs are skyrocketing because of, inf- because of inflation. It's The profit margin is shorter and shorter. So what do you have to do? Well, I got to build a bigger and bigger home that I can sell for one, $1.5 million, $2 million to make, to make a profit margin on and then dump the cost of the neighborhood off to the municipality. Uh, the profit margin on renovating a downtown loft apartment style complex isn't as great. It, they don't they don't want to make as much money off of that. And that's what it comes down to. They're going to develop this, sell off this land. We're going to see big sprawling McMansions happening. And we're not going to see housing prices come down for the average, the average Joe. It's just the, the economics aren't there. Not to mention the concern that we're that I'm reading from uh, uh environmentalists is that some of the land that is being toted, not the stuff uh, necessarily around Hamilton, but other parts of the green belt are in the wetlands. So, you know, when we they wanted to uh, roll back the conservation authority uh, powers to curb development on wetlands and watersheds, the stuff that that's what the conservation authorities are all about. They're talking about, oh, let's just roll that back so people can build on these places. That's it's a bad spot. Literally, like literally, it's a bad spot. It, you're you're building homes on land that is not suitable to build land homes on. And here's the thing, those developers, they'll just build the neighborhoods, sell the land off, sell the homes off. They wipe their hands, they walk off to the next. They're not liable for the you know, 10, 20 years down the road, the water damage that might, that might happen, the flooding that might occur due to uh, poor water management. Well, yeah. It, I mean, and again, you know, other this has already happened in other places in the world, and I can speak to this one with with almost direct experience. That, that you know, after the Second World War, Britain is not a big you know we can fit Britain into Ontario a couple of times over, three or four times. I can't remember how many times. Not a lot of space. Um, so after the war, the development industry were like, hey, we've got all these floodplains, which are, they're nice and flat. They're great for building on. Let's 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 build loads of houses on floodplains, and so they did, and. You know, the funny thing about floodplains is they flood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the 80s and 90s, there were suddenly large estates of houses that were so flooded so frequently that they became uninsurable and unsellable. Uh, where people losing, were losing their shirts on, on houses that, that they couldn't sell. I had a friend who had a house that was flooded so often. It was just, you know, it was a basement uh, uh, condo basically uh uh yeah and it's like the, the, you're put in you, basically you're in you're you're on the hook for somebody else's terrible decision um 
the other people are on on the hook for it well the taxpayer because the municipalities have to step in when no one else steps in um the fact that uh, Ford has been slashing left and right the development fees who pays for it we do you know this is when Ford smashes development fees he's, he's not making it easier for developers well he is making it easier for developers but what he's doing is he's downloading their payments what they should be paying to us the taxpayer that money still has to be spent it's coming out of yours and my pockets it's voodoo economics at best um it's fraud at worst i don't know now this we're at the point now with the environmental stuff in this province that yeah and again around the world you know it has been shown that well, we certainly see with Doug Ford that a, a relatively small amount of well-organized resistance scares the guy uh, to pieces. Um, in other places in, in Europe, uh, there were movements, you know, 10, 20 years ago, where uh, when bypasses or ring roads or whatever were proposed, people just went out and camped in the damn woods until the, the developers went away. And it became too expensive to build those roads because of the sheer difficulty of shifting people off the land and that kind of civil disobedience i think is completely legitimate uh, in this circumstance and when it comes to the green belt you know this ontario is a big province but this is a very small province in terms of land that's actually usable for agriculture in terms of the very delicate kind of uh, ecosystems uh, outside the canadian shield i would say this there is a silver lining for the political activists who might be listening um, according, you know, the other thing, according to StatsCan, development, uh, uh, sorry, building permits, new development permits, uh, are down across the province. Um, it, it, you know, it, it, this isn't, uh, despite all the, this talk of, oh, we're going to open this up to development and, and whatnot. Right now, developer, developers are not chomping at the bit to move in and, and plow it over just yet. They're waiting for pricing to come down so that they can start again ratcheting up those they can they can increase the profit margin on building those homes um again that's part of the that's problem why you can't if you want to bring down housing prices don't leave it to the private sector it's not they're not going to do it they want a biggest enough profit margin as possible it's just it's not gonna it's not gonna happen um so i mean there's the time time it's might be on our side if we organize and if we mobilize uh, with the intention of you, you make this an issue that you demand that the NDP or the liberals uh, turn back the, the, the clock on this policy starting on day one, that this is a mate, like they, they re reinstate the boundaries of the, of the green belt. They reinstate development charges, all this stuff. They, they, they put it back to the way it was They fix the shop, so to speak. And you just clog up the mess until the next election. That's that's the strategy going forward. It, you're, we've seen QP turn back Doug's uh, mind on this within a weekend. I think it can be done. You're just gonna have to put a lot more power to him because here's the thing: those the the CEOs of Mattamy and National and Green Park and all the major developers in this province, they're calling him. So you got to push this through. Like we we need we just need the policy there. We'll we'll build eventually. And, and uh, you know what we really really need now to happen across the nine hundred five and across Ontario is for 
to a certain amount, groups that have traditionally not got along particularly well to start working together. Um, no, there are community groups in places like Burlington uh, where the kind of environmentalists uh, didn't get on too well with the citizens who were concerned about development downtown because the environmentalists like, well, we don't want sprawl, so we want downtown building. And the people who didn't want downtown building were like, well, hey, but we have to live with this. Those are conflicting Conflict, certainly there's a certain amount of con conflicting uh, objectives there, but ultimately the objective for all of you is the same, and that is that local democracy matters and that local democracy should be respected and that a better local democracy will build better cities um, and that you know, uh, having, having the province just come in and, and turn over everything at a whim is not the way we want to go. Whether you like the current mayor of City X or City Y is not the point here. It's democracy. We can't suddenly say, well, you know what, uh, I'll side with Doug Ford on this because because I don't like Mayor so-and-so when Mayor so-and-so has the votes. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, let's throw it over to our listeners. Like, do you want us to pursue this as hard as I, I think <laughs> I think we should? I mean, it's I mean, it's like I say, it's not very journalistic of us, but we're a progressive podcast. We're not neutral on things like this. Um, I don't think anybody expects or wants us to be neutral on stuff like this. Um, we're basically on the side of municipalities <laughs> having the power to do what they're supposed to do because that's what people vote for. Um, do you want us to pursue this? And, and do you want your political leaders to, in you know, uh, Andrea Horvath? I'm not having a, I'm not having a go at her. Honestly, I hope she does really well as as a mayor. I wish her all the very best. I have, I'm very hopeful that she'll be good. But she came out with a statement on Twitter about uh, this about this uh, overturning of of the Hamilton boundary, uh, and. I can't quote it exactly right now, but it was like, you know, it's a concerning development and we'll be considering what we should do. It's like, no, 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 no. It's not concerning. It's an outrage. Uh, we want, you know, we want to hear your fury at this. We want to see your, your commitment to doing something about it. I mean, John Paul Danko going to uh, hit the tone much better when he says we're going to resist this with everything that, that, we, that we can. It's like, yeah, you're damn right you should. This is, this uh, and I want to see that... them. I want to see uh, Hamilton talking to Halton, uh, going and knocking on Gary Carr's door, and talking to all the councillors in Burlington yeah. and Oakville and all the other places, and say, "How are we going to stop this together? This is... Not alone, not separately." During the the municipal election, this is something that we constantly talked about: was the need for the mayors to start talking and organizing together, and that because this this government showed that they don't care about you. You know, um, we, we said during on election day that, you know, we were looking at Andrea Horvath and Bonnie Crombie to stand up and say, no, stop. Like, like you, you can't just roll over us, Doug. And the, the sad thing is, um, will, it, will the mayors and the municipalities have the backbone of a union? I doubt it. They're politicians. They, they will go whichever way that the wind blows, unfortunately. But that's what's needed is you need that kind of that union mentality of no, we have, have either municipalities have the ability to start dictating the course of their own development. Give us targets to reach. We'll and give us targets to reach, but we'll lay out the path to get there. 
And if the, and that's, you know, if Andrew Horvath really wants to make a name for himself, that's how it's, you need, you're right. You need to start reaching out to the Gary Cars, uh, the Marianne Meadwards, the Bonnie Crombies. And yeah, even the Patrick Browns, like, but you got to get Patrick Brown and Steven Del Duca up in Vaughn as well. I mean, put the pressure onto these municipal mayors say, you've got to get on board with this. This, this can't, we can't be doing this. You know, we we got to stop the sprawl, rather fighting climate change or not. What's going on? And I, I, I suspect that this. Uh, will we see it? I I doubt it because I don't think the the municipal the municipal politicians in this province I don't think have the 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 the, the stones to 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 okay. stand up to this uh, premier. And if they weren't, fine. We have to do it like we have to do every other damn thing without them. Um, the environmentalists. They need to get together with the with the the people who are concerned about development. They need to get mm-hmm. together with 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 everybody who has a stake in uh, municipal municipal uh, decisions being being made and respected. You know, the, the artists and the musicians and the uh, you know everybody who, who who's involved in whatever way. I mean, again, the unions should be involved in this. They're big players in a municipal municipal level, and clearly they've got clout. Um, you know, uh, Leuno made a good statement last week. Let's hope that Leuno comes in from the cold. Uh, I mean, I don't have much of a hope because they are basically a, a development company with a union stuck on the side. But anyway, uh, let's hope that they actually show a bit of spine. Uh, and, you know, I suspect with the education, uh, with the whole education uh, piece, that this is not over by a long chalk. This is just one battle. Uh, and, you know, it's a good sign that, that Ford has continued his habit, habit of, of choking uh, at the first opportunity. Nevertheless, um, we can't assume that that's... Uh, <laughs> he's not... This isn't the end of it. You know, the, the QP no. still don't have, their, don't have their deal. This, this, uh, isn't, this isn't a... This isn't the end of it. Like, the... the this you know we're going, we're going into um we might as well start getting into the second or the third story about doug ford and that's the fact that he uh chickened out this week or he got lucky that the court said no he didn't have to uh appear in front of the the emergencies act inquiry um despite the fact that you know the, the premier of the province where the the main emergency was happening like maybe we want to hear from you but doug chickened out and didn't show up um, cause that's what he is. He's a coward. He, he doesn't want to show up for accountability and he wants to get his way, but he's not going to get it. Um, it, but this is like Doug Ford has been just destroying everything, everything he touches. He ultimately just destroys. Like we, we, we seem to have forgotten the healthcare system is collapsing, right? You know, we, we haven't fixed that, that, that crisis is still happening. It's still ongoing. Um, we still have people waiting for hours for basic care in our ERs. We have uh, nurses and doctor shortages still happening and no plan to fix it. That's the, I mean, this is, this crisis is still uh, continuing. Uh, he's willing to, to plow, literally plow over all of our green space to fix it. And you know what? There are serious questions, about what was his involvement with the possible truck convoy uh uh snafu up in yeah, ottawa what and, possibly and, does he have to hide you know why i mean we know that the the excuse of 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 parliamentary privilege is garbage i mean in as you mentioned i mean the prime minister could use the same excuse he's not doing that uh the uh, uh 
it's just it's, it's absolutely an excuse it's a technicality he's got away with it because it is right the law cannot interfere with with the sitting of a legislature however the legislature isn't actually sitting on those days doug will probably be snowmobiling or whatever it is he usually spends his time doing uh, the yeah it's an excuse uh so what has he got to hide well we know that his his behavior during that whole crisis was appalling i mean just taking the facts that are already on the public record uh he was at the best a complete uh absentee landlord so to speak uh, in terms of getting the opp to play any kind of useful role um uh so why is he not speaking? Well, because he's got something to hide, we have to assume. I mean, it's a reasonable conclusion to, 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 to make, I think, unless we're giving evidence to the contrary. Um, you know, this government just has no shame um, and they should be held accountable for it. But I mean, it, it's, you know, the, the, again, we're in this void of uh, political leadership from the opposition where they're not just not showing up for work, really, and don't have leaders. Um, I mean, sure, a bunch of NDP has kind of waved and shout, shouted and got themselves thrown out of the legislature. And, and, you know, so there's everything you need to know about the legislature. They're getting thrown out. It's the most useful thing you can ever do. Um, you know, it really is a court of registration. You know, the, the Ontario legislature doesn't have any effect on legislation. You can pass a law that just completely overturns the, the, the uh, uh, Charter of Rights and Freedoms uh, go through on an afternoon, on a Friday afternoon, with no uh, ability from the opposition to do anything about it. it it's it's ridiculous. Um, what, struck, what struck me about all that was the the fact that the NDP were still going for these juvenile uh, uh, tactics. Like oh, I'm going to get thrown. Like who 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 care? You got you got thrown out of the only place that mattered. You know. Yeah, I know your 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 vote doesn't matter, but you go on the record, you show up, and and, and, and it is what it is. The fact is, simple matter is there was no leader. There's no political leader for that crisis that 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 appeared. Um, it is it's a travesty that both the 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 liberals and the NDP have nobody to lead them through to make hay of this travesty of of, of a premier that we have. And ultimately, yes, broken record time. It's up to all of us. We're it. And you know what? That That's great. Cause then we can like, it's not a matter of the liberals or the NDP coming to us, the people and saying, Oh, Hey, now you have to vote for me. It's just saying, no, we'll, we'll grind the whole thing to a halt. I mean, I, that's, that's what. Well, and, and if you live in Burlington or Hamilton or, or Halton, I should say, not Burlington. If you live in, in those uh, ridings today, uh, you know, Make sure your your MPPs, your Conservative MPPs, know how you feel about this, how you feel about having the decisions of your councils uh, just trampled on in this way. If your MPP is Natalie Pierre, and uh, some of you may have that MPP, you probably wouldn't be able to find her if, if you passed her on the street. But anyway, what can we do? Or Effie Triantafilopoulos or Sam Oosterhoff, or these people who who take pride in wrecking the things that, that, that the people who elected them take pride in, um, uh, they should be put on damn well notice that people are coming from them this time. The, 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 this isn't tolerable. They have gone way too far. They've stepped over every bound of boundary of what is decent and, and what is normal in political practice. Um, 
I'm sick to damn death of death of it. Um, it, it this isn't the way that government is supposed to work. It's broken. Um, we've been saying it's broken and it's been building for a long time, but now we have a government that isn't even willing to pretend to play by the rules anymore. Um, to, to, to respect the different levels of government that just has no respect for anything. Um, and, and we should show them the exact same amount of respect that they show us. You know what? I'm going to say let's leave it at that for this week's uh, roundup. Thanks very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you're a member of QP and you are listening to this episode, hats off to you, you and your comrades, your, your fellow strikers. Good job. Um, take care, everyone. and. We're going to get through it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode of the 905er. Thank you for listening. As always, you can send us your feedback, thoughts, and concerns, or ideas for future episodes to our email, info at 905er.ca. We'd love to hear from you. You can help us keep the 905er going by financially supporting us through Patreon as well as PayPal. Visit us at 905er.ca and click on the support tab. As well, links are in the show notes for your convenience. Lastly, you can find us on social media. Search for the underscore 905er on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So long for now. See you next time. to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.